Ben Drowalski, what's going on? I was going to drive into the office tonight, and then I decided not to. So you get you get to see my lovely home, aka actually my ex-wife's lovely home. But I rented; it's really nice. You, you rent from your ex-wife? Yep. Uh, it was probably it was one of the most amicable divor- amicable divorces. Um, so yeah, rather than have to move out and move to somewhere that's way worse, I get to pay the nice cheap mortgage and live in this awesome house and then eventually I'll, I'll move oh. one day but uh but yeah so so far so good that's incredibly modern of you look at you yeah yeah we're modern. i have so many questions that we're not even going to get into yeah <laughs> that's fine <laughs> well it's not that kind of show bro it's just not that kind of show no we're, we're here we actually got a couple good questions and uh but how are you doing brother I'm good. I'm tired. My, uh, I still got this little banged up shoulder from whatever I think still think from front squats, but I took a rest day today. So make sure you you tell your boy that he can be happy. I took a rest day. I did go see a PT though, to follow up on our last conversation. Okay. And as much as you hate them, you know, you hate you. I think on the last show you said you hated the entire profession of physical (laughs) therapists, but uh, I've had so many PTs message me and we've had (laughs) phenomenal conversations, including uh, the one from uh, was it Arizona or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's awesome. Um, yeah, so she's very cool. Great conversations. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went and saw PT, and he was very good. He's more like a coach. I would I would describe him more as like an L one coach than a physical therapist. Like we spent, I was there for an hour, and I bet we spent forty five minutes of it talking about good movement and like you know things that caused it and you know, my back history and you know, I don't mean my actual back, but just like my whole history of CrossFit and fitness and, and like trying to figure out what my dysfunction was. And, uh, I'm like, well, you obviously don't listen to the show or you would already know. Um, and it was good. And, uh, then he dry needled me, which, um, I've never really had that done or haven't had okay. it done in a long time. I'd forgotten how much I disliked it. And, uh, Disliked it, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's it's a little it's a little painful, a little bit, but not horrible. And you know, that part actually wasn't bad. It was the following day, and he put me on a protocol, I should say. Um, by the time we were done, we downloaded an app, and he gave me like, I guess you could call it like a mobility workout. You know, like mm-hmm. here's eight things you have to do a couple of times a day. Yeah. And uh, then the next day, my back was just sore, so like just, you know, like like you'd been. From the needles, like I'd been punched, you know, just kind of like a dull pain. And I've had that dull pain for some time, but when I get warmed up, it's fine. Totally fine. So I don't know. You know, I'm trying to be really smart about it. You know, I talked to my coaches that, you know, I took a couple of extra days last week off. And uh, I talked to my coaches because I knew some hard stuff over the weekend. And, you know, we did programmed around it, basically. That was it, you know, just nothing, basically doing nothing overhead. That seems to be the main problem that this PT diagnosis, like mm-hmm. just on the left side, going straight overhead seems to, you know, make it get angry. Mm-hmm. So we just worked around it and still did some horrible things. So very, very good. That's the key is make sure you get some sort of misery in there. Oh, trust me. The Sunday, dude, Sunday. Oh, man. Another, you know, another hour AMRAP. But this time with the partner, it was a partner workout. So I'm like, oh, okay, that won't be so bad. It's an hour with the partner, you know, not a big deal. So basically what we did was uh, while one one partner worked, the other partner ran. So you're running 400-meter splits, and when the 400-meter guy comes in, 
you switch, right? So the part as a team, you have to accumulate uh, 400 step ups on a 24 inch box with a 50 pound dumbbell while the other one runs. So that took about half an hour. And when we finished with that, uh, you switched to max rep burpees. And we ended up getting like 302 burpees or something. So it ends up being like, you know, depending on how exhausted you are, I was getting roughly 30 burpees every time he'd go run 400. Yeah. And uh, it was just a lot of running. So, you know, yeah. nothing on my shoulders really other than the burpees, which aren't that big a deal. And uh, just a lot of running. So needless to say, my butt and legs are tired. I always find in those partner workouts uh, where like the run is the time factor. Um, yeah, I always just, I really take my time on the run. <laughs> I'm a bad partner. Well, funny, funny enough, Lance is asking the questions why I sk- skipped the workout today at uh, my affiliate. The workout today, the affiliate was death by burpees after I, had, mm-hmm. you know, I did 150 yesterday on top of, you know, probably four miles worth of running. So not to mention all the step ups. So. No. I didn't see a benefit of going in and blowing my body up with uh, what would probably be another 150 burpees. But yeah, I think I think that's the right call. Yeah, just you know, got trying to be smart, not kill myself. So let's talk about questions. You polled some people, not in a yeah. good way, and uh, got some yeah. questions. What questions did you come up with? Polled some people in the bad way. No, I'm just yeah. Um. So. Uh, one that I I really feel called to talk about. Um. Uh, from Lockmark, I think is how you pronounce it on Instagram. He just said, you know, he needs help breaking through low slash no motivation. And for anyone who's been on my email list or following me on Instagram, you might know that like that's been something that I've really struggled with coming back from hunting season um, is basically like not only did I completely exhaust myself and, and you know, had extreme sleep deprivation, poor nutrition, not enough, you know, calorie, like basically an entire month's worth of beating my body up only to fail on the last day. The one thing I was trying to do, like there was a big calm down from that where, I mean, honestly, for a couple of weeks there, it was like, man, it's like this, is this what depression feels like? Um, and it's, and, and maybe it was, and I didn't really feel much motivation to get to the gym. Like the one workout I did at Wad Prep when my buddy was passing through, couldn't let him come through without getting a workout. He like kicked my butt. Um, I got, and this is a guy that, you know, I mean, he'll tell you most of the time I'm going to kick his butt in pretty much any workout. And he came in and, and Jeff crushed me. And, um, and then even since then, could have been depression. I mean, like, I, I don't know what the, what the clinical definition of it is, but like, you know, like when Olympians win a gold medal, like they come back all depressed because they're like, yeah. now what? Do you think, did you have that feeling? Like when you got done with hunting, you're just like, all right. I felt, what? I probably felt, however, the people who go to the Olympics and then, you know, fail in the prelim qualifiers, <laughs> um, they're like, they like, they, or they, they fall. Actually, no, it's like, imagine someone about to win the gold medal and then they fall and then come in last place at the very end of the race. Like that's, that's probably what I what I felt like. And yeah, imagine yeah. they're just about to win the gold medal and they accidentally shoot the tree. Is that what you that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, they run directly yeah. into a tree. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah, and and I I think one of the best things that I've done to help myself move forward, and I'm not saying I'm through the woods yet, but one of the best things that I've done is I've been like honest about it. Like if anyone's been on my email list, um or is on my email list, you probably have seen a couple of emails that I've like come blatantly clean about it. Like, Hey guys, I'm in a rut. I haven't worked out in this long. 
And I just want to let you know that like it happens to fitness, you know, quote unquote influencers too. Um, because I know even myself, like I look up to some other fitness people and they definitely, I mean, a lot of people paint their lives as like this perfect, perfect image of, of fitness and health and motivation. And they're always motivated to always grind. And they're always, and that's great. maybe they are, but I felt like it was my duty to be, to come clean and be like, Hey, like, I know I preach motivation a lot. And, and there's a lot of times where I feel great and I am motivated and I am taking action. But I also want to make sure that everyone knows that it's not always and like right now I'm in a huge rut and here's what I'm doing about it. First thing is admitting it and telling people about it. Like don't don't hide in your own cave. Like just tell people like, yeah, I'm struggling. Like you don't have, that doesn't necessarily mean you have to come out of it. You just have to, you know, right. admit to them that you're struggling. And then two, um, was I just like took some micro actions that moved me in the direction of doing the right thing. And here's a case in point is like I joined a CrossFit gym um, last Thursday or last Wednesday. And of course, I'm like, I joined it on Wednesday. Like, I'm going to go tomorrow. I've come up with some bullshit excuse. I was probably pickleball. <laughs> pickleball has been my saving grace because I've been playing that a lot. And it makes me really happy. But um, but like I joined a gym, you know, like and I, I can I mean, John, you know, it's like with with our followings and and posting about it and stuff like that. We could probably negotiate free memberships if we wanted to. We could probably, no, I am paying $185 a month, no discounts, no nothing to go to a CrossFit gym. And I know like it, it annoys the shit out of me if I don't use that that membership just because I'm paying money and not using something that really pisses me off. So I, I joined a gym and I didn't go Thursday, didn't go Friday, didn't go Saturday. Frankly, I, I like really didn't like the workouts one of those days. I was going go, to go in and it was like like running repeats. And I was like, well, I'm going to make an excuse again. Played in a pickleball tournament on Saturday, had a great time. And then it was cool. Like today I got up early. I ran to the gym or excuse me, I, I drove to the gym. Normally I run to the gym, but it was freezing. It was like actually snowing this morning. So I drove to the gym, got in my workout, drove home. And I was like, that felt great. Like, it feels so good to be back in there. I didn't have a great performance. It just, I felt sloppy. I felt achy, but it was a right step in the right direction. And the only, the reason I was able to make that action today is because I took a micro action a few days ago. Like I joined the gym. I put up the money that, that weight is on my shoulder. Like, oh, you better go use this membership, man. Um, I also signed up uh, for a free trial at an MMA gym, like a jujitsu gym, not MMA Right. So I'm gonna try that because I love I love like trying something new. Like uh, get your ass whooped. I love yeah. it. Archery was a huge uh, thing that I loved learning about. Um, so I'm still a beginner there, but I have, you know, it's it's not like a total newbie thing for me anymore. So I'm like, ooh, maybe I'll try jujitsu. So many people I know love that. So I'm just taking all these micro actions. Uh, and then another thing was like I cleaned, like I cleaned up one of my rooms. Cause like coming back from hunting season, I have all this hunting gear everywhere. I had like the room where I was packing all my clothes. I had all my stuff that I was unpacking and like, it was just, it was there and I just wasn't cleaning it up. And then finally I'm like, you know what? I bet that if I dedicate half a day to clean this up, I'm going to feel really good. And it's going to motivate me to do more stuff. And sure enough, it did. Right. So it's like, even if it's just a small action, just doing something like, like, joining a gym or even just telling someone that you're going to go to the gym. Like one thing I did last night on Instagram was I literally posted, I was like, Hey, Instagram tomorrow morning, I am going to go to the gym because I've been skipping it. And I'm coming, I'm really good at coming up with excuses, but 
I, I have all my, I have my pre-workout set out. I have my, uh, I have all my clothes set out. There is zero excuse for me not to go to the gym. And then, you know, sure enough, this morning I got up and was able to attack and get it done. So long story short, like the, the motivation, like if you're lacking motivation, if you're lacking that drive, just know it's like, it's a natural thing that happens. You're not broken. It's something that I think everyone struggles with. And I want to hear about John's version of that uh, in a second. But if, if you are in that rut, if you are um, struggling, whether it's mentally, physically, you can't get motivated or you're just like having a, like a dry spell, whatever, um, just tell someone about it and, and tell someone about it. And some people will obviously come back with, well, here's the three-step process that you need to do to fix it, which is kind of what I'm doing right now. But for me, just telling someone about it was like a weight off my shoulders. Like, hey, guys, I'm human, and I want everyone to know that. I don't want to lie to you and tell you that I'm perfect. That took pressure off my shoulders. And then I was like, all right, what's something tiny that I can do to at least like move me in the right direction to getting back into training and feeling motivated again? Well, spending a copious amount of money on a CrossFit gym membership. Like, that's probably a good idea. So I did that. So it's just like these little tiny things that um, have helped. and. Yeah, I mean, I can already kind of like see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, so yeah, it's been good. Dude, how do you have so much energy at the end of the day? I can like barely keep up with you here. I'm like, of course, it's, <laughs> I know it's two hours later for me than you, but come on. Seriously, bro. You Are you are you doing coffee at like four in the afternoon? What are you doing? No, no coffee at four in the afternoon. Um, it was just, uh, I mean, it was a... It was a productive day. I actually hopped on on a couple different calls with uh, Wad Prep Pro customers. So these are people who follow our programming. So just felt really, really You're awesome. Hyped. You're just hyped. That's yeah, just, just hyped. Hyped on life. You know, hyped. just I'm I'm moving. Yeah, like uh, like Nathan mentioned in the comments here. Just I kind of ripped the bandaid off and uh, I'm moving again. And and it's it's heading me in the right direction. I'll tell you what I do. I um. Cause I struggle with this as much as anybody else, but I mean, I'm, I'm a very average athlete, unlike you, and I'm not an influencer like you, but, um, I just show up. That's it. Don't look at the workout. Don't ask what the workout's going to be. Just show up with no intention to do anything other than attend. That's it. Don't look at the clock. Don't bring special gear. Just show up. You'd be amazed at how quickly that'll change your mindset. Do that two or three times. And you'll feel like you accomplished a ton. I don't know why it does that for me, but I've just like, I've started, as I've started to do these Sundays, I kind of have a sense, I know how long they're going to be on Sundays, but I never know what they're going to be mm -hmm. ever. I don't know what to bring. <laughs> I just show up, you know? And, uh, and it's like, it's weird. I was, I was talking to Tom who was there with me on Sunday. I'm like, I don't even care anymore. I just like, I just want to get it done. Right. You know? And so, this, you know, I think we, we often get too caught up in the, you know, the excitement of CrossFit and the fun of CrossFit. And, you know, those are great things. I think it's part of why we all do it. But sometimes you just got to show up and do the work. Just do it. Go home. You'll still get the sense of accomplishment. It may come later when you think back on it and you go, huh, that was, you know, I did whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but that works for me more often than anything yeah. else. And, the, you know, the other thing I try to do when I'm just showing up is literally just have fun. Talk to people. Like I found myself in the middle of a workout the other day. I turned to someone in the middle of the workout. And I'm like, did you ever imagine somebody's going to bitch this much to the entire workout? <laughs> you know, like we're in the middle of the workout. And I'm just talking. Yeah. You know, I'm just I'm having fun. Like I didn't care what my time was or my reps. Like 
I was trying to put in good reps and I wasn't, you know, shortchanging anything. It was certainly getting a good workout, but yeah. I also wasn't going, I got to beat that guy next to me. Yeah. You know, just take that pressure off. Like, I think we often just put so much pressure and expectations on ourselves. Kind of like, I think what, what you were describing was yeah, I have like, a lot of you, like, you're a very good athlete and I'm, I'm not trying to blow your head up. So suck it in, but you know, like you're a really good athlete and I'm sure you go in and when you don't perform to your expectations, it's disappointing, you know, and it's hard to overcome that sometimes. Yeah. For people, you know? Yeah. And that, that almost like performance anxiety is like, uh, um, it almost like puts enough pressure on you where you like, don't want to like do it. You're like, Oh man, like that looks like a hard workout. I know I should be really good at that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, <laughs> like it's almost like, I don't want to, I don't want anyone to see me do it. And it's just, it's, you know, part of it's an ego thing, which I'm definitely, uh, I'm working on getting rid of that. So it's, it's been really good. Um, one thing I will, I had a question for you, John is like, do you have a specific time of day that you always train? Like, like your work day, are you like, I need to get my training in at these specific times or else I don't get it in at all or no. could you work at any time of day? No, I mean, you know, it's usually late afternoon for me on the weekends. It's early, but late afternoon during the week, um, occasionally, you know, I can get in middle of the day every once in a while, but um, I vary it up. You yeah. know, it doesn't really matter to me. There is like kind of a time of day where it feels too late. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going at 630. Not going to happen. That's dinner time. Like, yeah. you know, um, but I've done that before. You know, yeah. and I, I used to go at five o'clock a.m. and I don't do that anymore either. Mm-hmm. You know, I think at some point you, you know, your goals change or your life change. Like my life's different now than it was when I was going to 5 a.m. Yeah. So one thing that um, the reason I asked that is like one thing that I noticed is that uh, what's so strange is that the freedom that I have, like I literally have a fully equipped CrossFit gym that I could work out in 24 hours a day, seven days a week and not pay a membership to. Right. A.K.A. my video studio. Um, The freedom that my schedule gives me uh, also like, oh, I can go to any CrossFit gym class of any time of day. Like the freedom also was, it was as weird as it sounds, it like almost prevented me from getting my workouts in because mm-hmm. there's this idea of like, you know, your, your work expands to fill the time that you allotted. Um, I think that's Parkinson's law or uh, the, the opposite side of that same coin is discipline equals freedom that Jocko Willing talks about. And it's like, when I have a really, like today I had like a full day worth of meetings and I didn't have these like large four hour blocks of like, I can do whatever I want. So because I had my time already accounted for, it was like, I have one chance to work out today. And that is at the 6.30 a.m. class. And I'm going to do it. And it, it was, it's, it's just interesting how like that, adding that extra discipline, adding more time constraints actually made it much more clear in my mind that it was either this one or none at all, rather than just, I have this, this, um, this, I don't know, something in my personality where like, I love freedom but that freedom allows me to just be like, Oh yeah, no, uh, I'll do that later. Or like, oh, I'm doing this thing. Okay. Yeah. I'll just push it back to later. And and it just turns into like, Oh, now it's late. I'm just going to do it tomorrow. And it's like this procrastinator's mindset that, you know, I struggle with all the time. Um, so like Nathan says like, Oh, you just got to get shit done. It's simple for some personalities, hundred percent. Like there are some people who can do it and they do it every day. Uh, but I will say hundred percent. There's a lot of creative type people out there with whatever freaking personality type I have that are just 
the world's most insane procrastinators and we're really good at coming up ex with excuses for ourselves. So rather than being like angry at ourselves and beating ourselves up about like, you know, slave driving ourselves, so to speak, it's more of like, no, like I really value myself and I value right. my fitness. So I'm going to go work out because I know it's good for me, not because I'm super macho and I'm going to get mm -hmm. you down. So it's, it's an interesting nuance there. I do think it's important to, to schedule time. Like when I say just show up, I'm showing up during a time I scheduled for myself, mm -hmm. you know, like, so kind of to your point, like, you know, when I was going at 5am many years ago, it was because my daughters were, you know, three and five or five and seven or whatever the ages were. And I had them on specific, I was divorced, I am divorced and had them on specific days of the week. And so I would go in the mornings, three days a week, and then I'd go on the weekends when I could get in and, you know, it was childcare issues. And now my life's far different. But I, but even now I know I'm going to be, you know, having long workouts on Saturday and Sunday and I need to get in moderately early on Friday. So I'm not, you know, so I have some time to recover before that Saturday workout. Thursday's a yoga day. Monday's probably a rest day. Like I've got it pl kind of planned out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so to that point, like I'm, I'm disciplined to go at that time, but I often don't even look. I just show up and go, okay, well, I'm just going to go do whatever's programmed and just have some fun on those days, you know? And so I think there is some power and some freedom to your point around, around that. Um, and that discipline often will make you go in when you've lost motivation, you know, like, all right, well, it's three o'clock. I got to go now, <laughs> you yeah. know, even if you don't want to. And, you know, I think that'll help people get through that rut. From time yeah. To it's, time. it's a muscle and uh, it's interesting. Yeah. Like, yeah, my discipline muscle after a month of the hardest thing that I've ever done, Right. It's like almost like my discipline muscle was completely fatigued, like just completely worn out from from the month of whatever. Um, so it's like it's kind of like I'm like I'm working it out again. I'm, I'm, I'm like mm -hmm. starting to flex and I'm starting to work it through the ranges of motion. So, you know, hopefully tomorrow's another day where I get up nice and early, go train and, you know, and hey. it'll just start to become a habit. Nutrition's the same way, dude. I know this wasn't a nutrition topic, but like I'm I was telling my on coach over the weekend i am just in a freaking zone right now from what i'm eating because okay. i'm just like you just get in your routine and and you get that discipline going and then you start making smarter choices i was telling like i i don't even order door i won't do, order doordash anymore because now i look at stuff and i'm like empty calories you know yeah. or, or or it doesn't fit my macros or whatever whereas before you're like oh that pizza looks great i'll just order the pizza well, it's one meal you know right. and i'm still having good meals and still treating myself to some things and enjoying my life, but I'm far more disciplined now because I'm just, I've got it structured and I know what, like, I already know what I'm having for lunch tomorrow morning. I know what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow morning, you know? Yeah. It's like, and that's probably, it's almost like, uh, it's all, yeah, it's, it's, there's a level of freedom and like, Oh, you don't have all these millions of choices where a lot yeah. of them can be bad choices. It's like, no, it is what it is. Like, this is my choice. And almost, makes life simpler, maybe not easier, but, but simpler. And sometimes not having to think about it, just like not looking at the workout. You don't have to consider, Hmm, should I go to this workout? You're just like, no, I go to the workout at this time. Cause that's what I do. You know what it's like to me as a banker, it's like compounding interest, you know, like you, you make a few pennies here and there. It doesn't really mean anything to you, but you start looking at it over the course of five, 10, 15, 20 years. And all of a sudden Mm -hmm. it's a ton you know particularly yeah. if you like watching your 401k or something and it, you know it's kind of the the same thing here it's like when it comes to fitness and nutrition when you start getting this discipline in 
you start breaking through those barriers and then you quit kind of thinking about whether you're motivated or not, but you start seeing returns in other areas like gaining muscle, losing body fat, you know, whatever your goals may be, you know, better in workouts, like, you know, could be any of that, just getting stronger. I don't know. Um, and you just start seeing the benefits from it and it's just, it's really powerful, you know, once you start putting it all together, but it, it takes time and, Damn, it's hard, man. <laughs> and yeah. easy to fall out of. Really easy to yeah. fall out of. What's cool is that, uh, um, you know, a couple more things on this, and I can move to this other really good question we got. Uh, what's cool is my hunting partner, Gary, um, you know, interestingly enough, like same thing. Like he runs a fitness company. He, I mean, he ran the Leadville Marathon, which is the, like one of the hardest marathons in the world this year. Like this dude's freaking motivated. Um, and he's a great hunting partner. I mean, we kicked ass all, all, um, season long, except for the whole elk killing part. Um, and same exact thing on his end too. He's just like, well, like he's been struggling. So it's been good that we like, it's not like one of us. It's like both of us are realizing like, man, like we need to give ourselves a little bit of time to recover, to reassess. And it was cool because, uh, I texted him today or he might've texted me first and he's like, he's like, you know you know, finally crushed in the gym today. And I was like, dude, me too. And it's, and he's like, and I'm joining my, you know, my jujitsu gym again. And he's, it's like the, the snowball starting to roll again, or the dominoes are starting to fall. And then you feel that momentum and you just want to keep charging forward. So I love it. Yep. Yeah. Well, and Lance asking the question, is this, you know, good rut that I'm in because of uh, Waza that's coming up and keep me on track. And I would say partly, I mean, I'm setting goals, you know, like I set Waza as a goal for January, um, and that's where I think you get out of these ruts or you can stay in a good cycle and stay motivated is setting short-term goals for yourself. For me, yeah, it was just, like, just like you said, it's like signing up for an event or a kind of competition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be anything. Like, so I set up, I set several. So I did, uh, I mean, and I'm still in. So over October tonight, I'm having two roads, American IPA, non-alcoholic. And, uh, it's very sad and <laughs> it's actually good. It's just sad. There's no alcohol in it. Uh, but, I, you know, I was like, all right, so October is going to be a goal. So that's 30 days of something I can focus on nutrition wise. You know, um, I have other nutrition goals that require certain meals. So, it, you know, food prep, whatever comes with it. And then there's Waza. That's kind of a big goal for me. And it does keep you on track. It may when you when you get ready to make a decision to do something. I think to myself, how proud of myself do I want to be in Florida? Mm hmm. Do I want to hit the competition floor knowing I did absolutely everything I could do and this is the best I'm going to be at this today? Or am I going to half-ass it and be disappointed? And I know I'll be disappointed. And I've done races before. Like I've I've done half marathons, marathons, and whatever. I did a half marathon once where I was disappointed before my feet ever hit the pavement because mm. I knew I hadn't put in enough work to hit the goal I wanted. You know, And that's a, that is a miserable feeling. Yeah, it really is like it's a terrible feeling to know you're not going to achieve what you wanted short of a miracle. You know, you're just praying for a backwind and I never got it. It was terrible. Mm -hmm. So anyway, that's my rant. Sorry, I didn't mean to rant. No, I love it. I mean, it's rather than uh, I'm actually I'm working with an executive coach. Uh, That's another thing I did to help get myself out of the rut is like. Yeah, I joined a gym, but also for from a business perspective, I just hired a, a CEO coach. Um, it was very expensive, but it's but because of that expense, it's like, man, I take this guy's advice really seriously. And one thing that he was telling me is just like 
Um, a lot of times when it comes to goal setting and, and understanding like what we want to do, but most importantly, why do we want to do it? A lot of people just have these, like these goals that they just think would be good to have mainly because they, they like the way others will perceive them when they have, let's say achieved a million dollars or they've, you know, gotten some movement or they finish X level in the open or whatever. But what he says is like a lot of that's external validation stuff. Uh, instead, think about like, how do you want to feel? Like, how do you want to feel about yourself when whatever it is, is reached? And then backtrack your your goals and your goal setting and your your actions to be like, how can I do things that are going to make me feel a certain way? So as long as your feeling isn't, you know, drunk or <laughs> whatever the other feelings are that I know you're going to add in there, John. Like, if you want to feel proud of yourself, it's like, oh, okay, like. What are the actions I need to take that are going to make me feel proud of myself uh, when I, you know, set foot on that Wadapalooza floor? I, um, I was very careful, by the way, based, you know, since you said that, to not set a goal of placement. Mm. Uh, you know, it because, I, you know, well, first of all, like I've been in CrossFit long enough to know these workouts are so bizarre. Like, you know, it, it could be, uh, you know, 100 rope climbs for time and that's it. <laughs> And it's not a, you know, doesn't really test how good you are. Sure. So it's like, I didn't, I don't know. I was like, I don't care if I finish first or last. It doesn't really matter. I'll know if I gave my best based on how I trained going in and how I performed out there. And you'll make mistakes. Like you'll learn, you know, it's not going to be perfect. You'll learn from that, but I don't want to go in there and be holding my knees the whole time out on the floor, like dying, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. I want to put up my best effort, you know, and kind of, you know, looked at every variable before I went in. That was all. Yep. CEO coach, huh? I didn't know they had those things. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Wow. Anyone I know? No, no. He's, he's like a digital entrepreneur coach. He's one of, he's one of, he's one of my friends that I've hung out with a few times, but yeah, we good. I had no idea these things even existed. I just figured if you wanted somebody to tell you what to do, you get married again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting hate mail for that line. I apologize, ladies. I'm sorry. I was Not married yet. once. I was there. I was there. Man. Um, yeah, so I think that was really good. And, you know, of course, I'm always – I love talking about motivation, discipline, stuff like that because there's definitely times, man, there's long stretches of time where I, I'm dialed in and super freaking disciplined and I can – shout from the rooftops, all the, all the, uh, wad prep regressions for being disciplined. Uh, but, I, know, I like that. Are there wide, are there wide prep progressions for the discipline muscle? You don't have a video for this yet. You should make I'm a video. Sure I do. I need to go watch it. But what's so interesting is like, it's just important to know that like, you're not always going to be the same person, right? They're like, you, like there's, there's ebbs and flows in life and, and yeah, super freaking disciplined, uh, sometimes and have been for very long stretches of time. But, uh, I think it's really important for people to know that, I mean, there, there are some people uh, who can say discipline their whole life and that's great. Um, but I am not one of them or was not one of them. No, I'm, not, I'm not one of them. Getting back on the horse. And I just think it's really important to be honest with people. Um, oh, dude, I did. Um, I mean, you know, as long as we're just having honest, you know, just confessing our sins. I, uh, you know, I did um, RP beginning of the year, lost a bunch of weight, felt really good. It went from like January to I think April was when it was done. Man, I gained all that weight back, like no time flat. You know, like once I got off of it, I just I didn't follow a good plan. Get back into DoorDash, which is really easy, man. 
DoorDash will bring you anything you want. And I do mean anything. <laughs> um, Man, when you start looking at the fees that they associate with it, like that's oh, what turned me off of DoorDash and, and Uber Eats. I'm just like, wait, if I go to Chipotle, it's it's two dollars or whatever for extra guacamole. But when you order it on Uber Eats, it's like three fifty. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like, I know. They like roll up fees into the price of the food plus add a fee. It's it's insane. Yeah, it's dumb. But uh anyway, uh, you know, I felt really good like through April and then you know a little before the games. I gained almost all of it back and I lost a little bit going into the games, but I was nowhere near where I wanted to be when we were all in Madison in August. And so now I'm back on a good track and I'm, you know, I'm hopeful that I've got a kind of a better lifestyle now. Like, yeah. cause this is, I mean, truthfully from a, weight, from a weight standpoint, I'm nowhere near the weight I was doing RP, but my body fat's lower. Mm-hmm. Like I'm actually, you know, I look thinner than I did you know, back in April, but I weigh probably eight pounds heavier, Yeah, which is interesting to me. And so I'm like, I kind of like this, like, I like this body type and I'm stronger and, you know, uh, I don't know if I'm faster, but I'm definitely stronger. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, it, you know, it's the, the whole point behind that little confession is like, I wish I were disciplined enough to say I did this 365 days a year, every year, but you know, it's been a roller coaster for me for a decade. You know, the, the only thing I've been consistent with on a decade is CrossFit. Yep. That's it. Like five days a week for over a decade now. And that's it's a good, it's, that's a good, a good addiction to have or, or good discipline to have, whatever you want to call it. Because um, what I think is so cool about CrossFit is like, even if you have this love, hate, ebb and flow relationship with it, like CrossFit tends to pull you back in. And then when it does that, it also tends to pull you back into, to, focusing on other really important things like your yep. nutrition, like sleep and recovery, like, you know, maybe having healthier habits, things like that. So I, I think that's really powerful. And, and even if you do go in ruts, like I've been, um, it, when it pulls you back in, it's not just one habit. It, it tends to pull back in a lot of habits. That's yeah. great. I'll tell you what I really struggle with, uh, around CrossFit. And, um, I was talking to my coach about this this weekend as well is it's created bad mindset for me um, often because everyone I follow on Instagram is really fit. You know, I follow a lot of games athletes and even just a lot of everyday athletes that are all really fit and they're always flashing six packs and it's hump day and like, you know, all that stuff. And then I go to my gym and my training partners are stupid fit, you know, Mm -hmm. like weekends when I'm with Jen and Tom, like they're crazy fit and I'm always the least fit one in the room, you know? And so I, in my mind, I'm like, I'm always trying to achieve what they have, you know, and I'm never fit enough because I can't keep up with all these people on Instagram and all these really young fit people I'm working out with. But then I go to work and I'm the top 1% (laughs) by a lot. And I'm not bragging. I mean, just like everyday America is out of shape. Like they don't, you know, very few people work out and most people just eat whatever the hell they want and drink whatever the hell they want. And, you know, so it's like, I feel like I'm on this kind of constant roller coaster, feeling pretty good about myself at work. And then I set foot in the gym. I'm like, Oh, back to square one. (laughs) You know, it's hard. And I can't, I cannot be alone in that, in that, in that feeling of constant comparison with all these CrossFitters. And, and, you know, so I think that's for me, that's part of um, why I often find myself on that roller coaster is, is uh, 
you know, I want, I want to live this fun, happy life that all my coworkers are living. And then I get to the gym and I'm just jealous of hell of all the six packs. I'm like, damn it. I gotta, I gotta put down the pizza. Mm. You know, mm. it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh comparison is a thief of joy. That's it's, yeah. it's, uh, I think there's good social comparison and, and social pressures like you being surrounded by a bunch of really fit people. It's like, all oh, right, like I'm going to be more fit, but there is a very fine line when it becomes like, you know, like you feel bad about yourself because you're not living up to this ridiculous false expectation. So it's, it's a delicate one that I don't know enough about to really comment on uh, too much, but just, yeah, be careful with it. Be careful with the, the comparison aspect the best person that you really can compare yourself to is yourself. And I know that's really cliche, but, but man, if, if you just look at yourself as being like, wow, I'm, I'm getting better and I'm improving and um, I'm, I'm moving forward and I'm proud of who I am today. And, you know, I, I, at this age, I'm so, like, my guess, John, is that if you went back to when you were a wee lad at 40 years old and, then, <laughs> it's and, a wee and, lad. and showed your, and, and like at 40, you looked at yourself now, and say, John, th- like, here's where you are. You run this dope ass Instagram account. You know, you have a room full of awesome guitars. You run multiple podcasts. You have abs. You work out X five times a week. You can do like my guess is that at 40 years old, you'd look at that and be like, that's awesome. Like, I am so proud of that. So I, it's really important to like soak, soak that in because I know yeah. I don't do a good job of that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I probably would, but, uh, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just telling the story because I think it's hard for people to, you know, you're around all these other fit people. And I, for me, it's always been CrossFit drags me back to it. Um, I will say how I've been managing it recently is to just try to not over-engineer it. Like, you know, I've been doing a lot of nutrition stuff with these coaches and Tom's got me on every supplement under the sun. And I keep asking my saying to myself, is this annoying or is it helping? And if it's annoying, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, he's a doctor and he explains things to me. I can barely understand like half the things he tells me <laughs> and you know, it makes me take things and it's all legal by the way, all of it. I'm happy to take a blood test, which I take two of those a year. Oh, do the, but the illegal shit is the stuff that really gets you the game. I know. I wish. Oh, I was a whole nother story. I wish. Um, but my point to that is, is like when I start looking at nutrition and supplements and whatever, I constantly ask myself, is this going to annoy me? Mm. And if it is, I do something else. You know, sometimes that means I go up the street and I get East Coast custard, which is delicious, by the way, amazing. You know, because I'm just annoyed at the diet. I'm like, man, I need a momentary break from this. I need a second, you know, just give me a minute <laughs> to get back to my life and then I'm fine. You know, and I think if I can continue to do that, I can do this long term. If I make it just the norm of, you know, be happy, don't be indulgent, you know, don't eat a whole pizza, you know, that's all. But maybe occasionally you should eat a whole pizza. I don't know. Just like if, be happy. if you do, just uh, we talked about this in the last podcast. I think it's like then, I mean, your goal is just like make your next like try not to like lose twice in a row. Like if you right. if you, if you take an L or you do something. um that maybe you're not proud of yourself for doing just try to make yourself proud with the next decision. Um, I actually, one of my buddies who's a fitness coach posted something today. It's like, be really careful. Like this is the time of year where a lot of people just uh, I'm sure there's some people who are listening to this podcast or, or, you know, watching live that 
like they're they're struggling with their fitness a lot more than you and I are even talking about, John. And um, like, don't fall into the temptation of just shipping it for the remainder of 2022 and be like, all right, I'll start. I'll start working out in January, right? Like, because it's like, what are dates? Like, what is tomorrow versus right. January first, right? It's like the only time you have is now, and you know, and you try know. to make your next decision one you're going to be proud of. I did that last year, by the way. You know, you just shipped it. You're like, yeah, I'll uh, do this later. Q4, baby. I ate whatever the hell I wanted. I was miserable by the time January came around. That's why I did RP. And it was hard, dude. Like, way harder than I thought it was going to be to get back into a routine after having, like, a couple of months of just doing whatever the hell you wanted. Yeah. Um, That's why I I was really happy I started all this stuff back in August. Because now I'm, like, in kind of in zone. And I can't imagine you know, giving a week up to eat nothing but, you know, chocolates and cakes and whatever that happens at the holiday season, you know? So I feel feel like I'm in a much better place mentally going into the holidays. Um, I know it's hard for people though. And I don't have a lot of family here, if any, other than my girls. So, you know, admittedly it's easier for me than for others, but, Mm -hmm. but still it's, uh, it's hard. Somebody's asking in the question, did you do uh RP app or coaching? I did coaching. Uh, I found the app confusing too. I always, whenever I do anything, I get an actual coach. I don't like apps. And and I'm privileged to have a lot of friends like Ben and a lot of L1 coaches that I can just text questions to. <laughs> you know, like I do that pretty often. So I'm getting some free advice here and there. But uh, when I did RP, I paid for it. And I got an actual coach and I use Nathan, uh, who's terrific, uh, good friend. And he's a great coach and he did a great job. I'm just a lousy student. That's all there is to it. So mm-hmm. anyway, what was the second topic? You Didn't you have two topics that you've yeah, got? Yeah, I have another one here that I picked out um, where, and this one's a quickie, uh, which I know you like, John. Uh, yeah, I do like quickies. This is from Hazi B, two Zs. The hook grip, just started using it, when to use it, and when not to. I hook grip everything. Yeah? Like even your phone? I love anything, dude. My, I, I can hook grip my cell phone. Um, I don't know. When would you not hook grip? I don't um, know, let me th- well, let me think about it. All right. So the Olympic right. list, I'm always hook gripping. Always. Okay, and, and for beginners, what 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 are those like? Yes, <laughs> all forms of snatches, all forms of cleans. Yes, I don't oh, hook grip. Sure. I don't hook grip deadlifts because it hurts too much. Okay, so that would be one that I don't. Um, I also don't hook grip uh, presses when I'm going overhead. Yeah, I was going to say, what about the jerk? Do you hook grip the jerk? No. Okay. No. Let me think. What else? Obviously, you know, Watford has a video on this. Uh, of course, they do. Look, I'm a big I'm a big fan of wrapping the thumb around uh, the barbell and obviously pull up bars as well. Like, yeah. you know, I that's for me that's the only cue I ever think about. Do I want this thing to fall out of my hands or not? If yeah. I'm hanging from if I'm hanging from a pull up bar, I don't like my coach yeah. yelled at me over the weekend because I wasn't wrapping my thumbs around. I was just tired and and to be me. clear, he's not uh, on the pull up bar. You're not doing it like a hook grip where your yeah. index and middle finger go over your thumb. There's actually something called the gymnastics hook grip where right. basically if your hands are big enough. Um, you, the thumb goes over top of usually just like the index or middle finger. Right. Exactly. That's what I meant. 
but I, you know, but I, I kind of correlate them the same way. Cause I'm trying to get the same effect, which is, sure. I don't want this thing to fall out of my hands. You know, sure. for me, the hook grip snatch and cleans, it's a no brainer, nope. you know, like you, uh, you just have to, and obviously you're going to let go of the hook grip during the lift at some point, but otherwise those sure. are the two big ones for me and everything else is kind of by feel. Sure. So exactly what you said. Um, so to like be even more specific, uh, the reason the hook grip is valuable is anytime you're pulling on the barbell explosively. Okay, so hang cleans, hang snatches, full cleans, power cleans, full snatches, power snatches, muscle snatch. You know, all the anything you're anytime you're pulling uh, with explosiveness, the hook grip could be valuable. For some lifts, it's not necessarily needed. So I think hook gripping with a double overhand. Um, a basic pronated grip, a double overhand grip with a deadlift can be really beneficial mm-hmm. because that will help you uh, potentially in your clean. But for me personally, when I'm doing really heavy, heavy deadlifts, rather than use the hook grip to grip the barbell, I use a stagger grip and I have one underhand, one overhand, and I don't do the hook grip. That's just me personally. Some people, you know, go against that. Some people, like a lot of, um, Big power lifters these days are actually starting to move to the hook grip for whatever reason. I think it's, it's helping them get a better grip. Um, but for sure, 100% of the times on any sort of Olympic lift where you're pulling, I will release the hook grip when the barbell goes overhead. So even as I'm letting the snatch go overhead, my my thumb will naturally release and I just catch it in, in, you know, in my hand with my thumb no longer actually wrapped up in there. Um, when I catch the clean in my front rack position, um, by the time I catch it in the front rack, almost all the time, the hook grip has been released. The only exception where I'll actually hold on to the hook grip is on a day like today. Today it was like three power clean and jerks and they had to be touch and go. So there's sometimes where for me, like when the bar is heavy enough, um, I actually will just try to keep the hook grip because I feel like it's actually harder to regrip on the way back down to the next rep. But that's like that's kind of like a very nuanced thing. Well, the mistake that I see a lot of people making is like the hook grip and overhead squat. Unnecessary. The hook grip of back squat. Unnecessary. Because the only thing a hook grip is doing is it's helping you hold on to the barbell when you're pulling it explosively, not pushing it. So if you're pushing overhead, don't need a hook grip. If it's sitting on your back, don't need a hook grip. Um, so anytime you're pulling it, it could be beneficial. And then the deadlift, since you can use that staggered grip where you have one hand under, one hand over, you don't necessarily need it for the deadlift. So. I see I see people make mistakes with the hook grip a lot on hang cleans where they'll they'll hook grip the first one and then they let go and they don't re-grip. Oh, gosh. And I can't tell you how many videos I get from people where both hands go flying and they go flying yeah. backwards. You know, it's yeah. kind of like falling off the – pull-up bar when you're doing pull-ups you know have your thumbs wrapped same kind of yeah same thing you know and it's definitely a skill to like for instance if you're cycling cleaning or let's say you're cycling hang cleans right there's that's another example where sometimes i'll keep the hook grip even if the front rack isn't as comfortable just simply because getting it down from my shoulders and re-gripping the hook grip and trying to smoothly get back into the next rep can be very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something that I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand how to deal with. So they'll hook up the first one and then they just, you know, just grab the barbell normally. And uh, you're losing a lot of power and a lot of 
efficiency and smoking your grip if you're not hook gripping um, in something like hand cleans or hand snatches. I, I think there's something to be said for practicing that. I've been practicing it and have just just now kind of learned recently how to do quick hand cleans. And mm. you have to stay, uh, you have to keep your hook grip and you have to be able to move them very quickly because your your enemy is time under tension. Right. So if you think about doing a hand clean and you release your grip, now you're losing time. And now you it's time under tension. That barbell is pushing you down. Gravity is pushing you down. And now you got to regrip. You've wasted more time. Now you're bringing it back down. And if you're not balancing it, it's probably going to pull you slightly forward. So now you're expending more energy. You're wasting more time, right? And so I think there's a lot of a lot of uh, benefit in learning how to do, you know, to take, you know, start with lighter weight that you can manage and practice keeping that hook grip and moving it quickly. Did the, did the hook grip hurt when you first started using it, John? Uh, yeah, but then you forget about it. it no different than when I first started, you know, I was ripping my hands every five seconds. And now they're, okay. so, ca- now they're so calloused, I could go out and do 100 toes to bar and not, not worry about ripping at all. Sure. You know, so I, I think it's like anything else. Like over time, you build calluses, you kind of learn exactly where it should be on your hand, where your thumb exactly should be. So you have the least amount of, you know, aggravation. Um, and you know, the truth is the heavier the barbell gets, the more you're going to feel it. Yep. That's why I don't do it when I deadlift. Cause I always deadlift is the heaviest lift for me, like for mm-hmm. everyone else, you know? Um, and it's why it's harder, you know, a hook grip is harder for me in cleans and snatches. Cause I'm cleaning more than I can snatch. It's just yeah. like, not much you can do about it. And, that, and again, that's why the time under tension, I think, is important. You know, it's, again, it's like least, uh, you know, the, the less that barbell's in your hands, the less it's going to hurt. It's yeah. kind of simple. And then one thing you can do to help alleviate, because I know a lot of people, the reason they don't hook grip is it's just uncomfortable. Some people mm-hmm. just have small hands, okay? And it's like almost they can't even reach. Uh, so in that case, just make sure you're potentially trying to get your hands on a, on a smaller barbell. Um, cause you know, like a 15 kilo bar has a smaller diameter than a 20 kilo bar. Um, so that will help. If you're having trouble doing it just cause of the pain, uh, it will go away eventually similar to like wrist pain when overhead squatting, that was like a big thing for me early on. And now it's completely non-existent. That pain eventually will go away cause your body will get used to it. But I also, I tape my thumbs every time a hook grip, almost 100 percent of the time i just get some stretchy tape um a bunch of different companies sell it you can get it on amazon but it's just stretchy sticky tape and um i think the stuff i have is from element 26 and it's just i just wrap it around my thought i know wad nation my buddy owns that and he has he has a tape too that works well it's the same exact tape just stretchy tape that's sticky and you wrap it around your thumb nice and tight and then basically your whole thumb is taped up and it it helps alleviate some of the pressure and the annoyance from the barbell. But having not worked out for a month and a half uh, with an actual barbell, I, I was bleeding. My thumb was bleeding today doing the hook grip, but I know it'll, it'll, you know, easily get used to it. Well, unlike you, I have huge hands, Ben. And I still, I still, actually, I use the 15 kilo bar from time to time when I'm snatching. I like to use the smaller bar because I can, to this point can get a really tight, hook grip mm-hmm. like super tight and you know snatches you know it's a much different movement and i worry about it more 
because you're going overhead in one movement, like really bad things can happen. And so I want to make sure that thing's not coming out. So I'll often use the smaller barbell so I can get the super tight grip. I'll tape and both of those things really help me. Mm -hmm. uh, even with my hands that are much bigger than yours. Yes, yes, yes. Much bigger. Much bigger. <laughs> Do we have any other questions? Anybody else? Anything um, else? I saw, two, I saw one earlier on uh, is uh, Allie Charles asked, hi guys. Just got my first pack of third Z. Do you drink it hot? For me, no. I drink it cold. But I drink everything cold. I'm a cold, cold guy. I never heat it up. Never ever. I uh you could, I guess. I don't know. I like I drink tea. If I'm gonna drink something hot, it's gonna be hot tea. I love the third Z. I'm I'm drinking it uh cold every time though. And I have the same routine. Like there's no like uh long, slow ritual in this thing. I just put my scoop in, mix it with cold water, stir it up, shotgun it, and go to bed. Like that's yeah. my ritual, you know. Yeah. So I'm not I'm not treating it like kind of a, a long thirty minute before bedtime routine, but mm -hmm. but it does help. And I do I do take it thirty minutes before bedtime, and then I do other things. I just don't make thirdsy part of that thirty minutes. Like it's just a quick drink, and then I go upstairs and start winding down and put the phone away and put everything in sleep mode and relax. Nice, cool. Um, stuff's working yeah and then the last the other one that i got in that i just saw was uh i've been struggling with my macros and what to eat after or before working out or competition so i guess let's just focus mm -hmm. on uh focus on like what do you eat before a big workout so i've been dude i've been testing this so much recently particularly because i do this i've been doing the 60 minute workouts but i've at this point i've kind of got it here, I'll tell you. I have it on my app. Let me just, I'll just read you what I did yesterday. How about that? I varied up a little because I want to have some variety. But um, so this weekend, I did a, a Dannon Triple Zero Greek yogurt, 100 calories, and a Dave's Killer Bread Bloomingberry Organic Bagel. Those combined were 360 calories, gave me 60, uh, how many carbs is that? 65 carbs, 26 grams of protein. Is that right? Something like that. Yeah, 26 grams of protein, 58 grams of carbs, 3 grams of fat. Now, that was before an hour workout. Uh, and that's, I I don't know. It depends on how long I think the workout's going to be. Uh, but that's about what I try to take in in carbs. Mm -hmm. And I vary it. Sometimes it's bagels. Sometimes it's English muffins. Sometimes it's grits. Uh like I want to get 50 to 60 times before that workout. And then I also want to get in some protein and some fats. In this case, I didn't do a lot of fat, but I had had some fat the night before. So I wasn't really worried about it. It's a morning workout and all that yeah. carries over. Um, I'm, with, I'm with Chelsea. I don't know if you know Chelsea, but she's the coolest girl on all the internet. Um, is she? Yeah. And she says oatmeal and peanut butter. And I'm all about that. I, for, for me, I keep it pretty simple. Like, Post-workout nutrition is is definitely not something that I think is is as um, important. Like there's not – unless you're hitting multiple sessions a day, you're naturally going to like replenish the nutrients that your body needs right. just from eating normal foods at normal intervals. But in terms of like if you have a big session coming up or specifically like a really long mountain bike ride or an entire pickleball tournament like I had this weekend or uh, like John's doing, like these big monster matches that are taking over an hour on, on Sundays – 
Um, being strategic and consuming a lot of carbohydrates prior to that workout can potentially be beneficial. My go-to is just like um, I make oatmeal, I slice up a banana, and then sometimes if I just like wanted to stick a little bit more and I'm, I'm like extra hungry, I'll throw in some peanut butter. But mainly I kind of prioritize the the carbohydrates um, pretty heavily. I don't personally uh, do peanut butter much before workout. Actually, I don't do peanut butter at all. I do almond butter, but I usually don't do a lot before a workout because I, and this is only for me, I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just telling you how it makes me feel. I feel like it slows me down. Like it takes longer to digest. And yeah, fat, fat really has no benefit. Like the only, basically the only thing that I think like scientifically, nutritionally, again, I'm not a nutritionist either, but the only thing I've seen people tout as something that really helps pre-workout is carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Um, potentially mixing in some protein if you're a bodybuilder, trying not to go catabolic, but really like in terms of like we're trying to we're performance athletes, right? You and I, yeah. I mean, we're high level performance athletes. Right? <laughs> and if we're trying to just have our performance improve, carbohydrates are the thing that's going to help us. Yeah. yeah. I, and, you know, I, I, uh, I don't get me wrong. I like peanut butter. I love almond butter and it will absolutely make you feel full longer. And so like my workouts, the one I'm describing here, I'm eating that an hour and a half before I go work out. So I don't have a, there's not a big window. Like this is a morning workout and I'm yeah. trying to sleep as late as possible. So I'm not walking in there exhausted, you know, so there's a little bit of that in play. My, my pre-workout meal would probably look a little different in the afternoon and there probably would be a little more fat, sure. that, you know, but. And then Stacy asked a good follow-up, like what's good to carry in the car? I often don't make it home. Um, to stop by home after work before the gym uh, for me. And I did this a lot during the hunting season, right? I didn't necessarily like make oatmeal, although overnight oats can be pretty easy. You literally just take your instant oatmeal and you mix it up with water the night before. Right. And then voila, the next morning it's all cooked and delicious. Uh, it's just obviously cold. Um, for me, there's like a couple bars, especially in the Denver area. There's a lot of them, but there's a bar that's out of a boulder called the Bobo bar. I don't know if those are, have made it. I think they're in Costco actually. It's just an oatmeal bar. That's all it is. It's just basically like a packet of oatmeal that's now in the form of a bar and it's delicious and it's a lot of carbs. So I'll do like a bobo bar or something like that with maybe a piece of fruit. That could be an easy one. Um, I've been, and this is again, under advice of a nutritionist, but so this isn't, um, it's not my advice. Give it that way. Uh, Lara bars. Are yeah. great. And you know, they're mostly, you know, they're, Literally like three mm -hmm. ingredients. They're all fruit. It's mostly carbs. Yeah. They're and they're super easy to transport because they don't get like all melty and sticky and gross if you keep them in a car. The other thing they've had me on is this brand called Thunderbird, and I'm, I'm like looking one up now. They're a little higher in calories, like 250 calories, also higher in fat. Um, but like you know, 21 to 25 grams of carbs, 17 to 18 grams of fat. They're lower in protein, um, but they're good for pre workout. Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and you know, cause they're higher in carbs. So, you know, those are both bars that I've been eating before workouts. When I do them, the, the big change I made recently, dude, is, um, I'm not eating many bars, like hardly any. Yeah. I'm, I have found this whole nutrition thing. has been so much easier to stick to if I just stick to real food. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, so it's really changed. What do you mean stick to? Is that, is that simply because like, uh, you feel fuller. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely. Feel, I'm not hungry. 
It's mm. just in general, you know, so often a snack for me will be chicken and rice mm-hmm. instead of a snack. like in the past, like I've been conditioned to go, all right, breakfast is, you know, bacon and eggs or bagels and yogurt and lunch is chicken and rice. And then you should have a snack of a protein bar or a protein shake. And then dinner should be fish and whatever. I've just thrown all that out the window mm-hmm. and said, all right, I just need to, I need to get the macros in and forget traditional meals. If I have to have chicken and rice for breakfast, God forbid, I'm going to, mm-hmm. you know? And so I've just like started throwing things into meals to hit my macros. And all of a sudden, like, I'm just not hungry all day long anymore. And I'm hitting my calories. I'm hitting my macros and it's working, cool. you know, but you have to be willing to eat some nasty meals for breakfast. Sometimes chicken and rice at 7am sucks. It's terrible. I don't do that. Yeah. Well, I don't no. do it anymore either. I did it once. And I'm like, enough of that. I got to find something else. So I've, I started doing steak and eggs and that's I better. Mean, today, you know? today, what I, I mean, I love what I do. And it's simple as I literally, I just, I like, I took a pound of Axis deer, which is, you know, a deer I shot in, uh, in Hawaii. Right. Took a pound of ground Axis or you can take ground beef. I just cooked it in a pan with salt and pepper, add a little barbecue sauce on it. And then, uh, microwaved a bowl of like big, a giant bowl of organic berries and mangoes. And like, I, I could eat that every day, man. It's so good. Tons of protein from the ground beef, a little bit of fat, obviously, and then really high quality carbohydrates in the berries. And it's just, you should, uh, you should call that sloppy doughs. Sloppy doughs. <laughs> good. You're welcome. You'll it never, get that. I still never, never, never get that out of your head. Now. There you go. That's Very good sad. stuff, man. Good stuff. Nope. All right, dude. It's been fun, as always. Yeah, good, good one. Good conversation. You threw me for a curveball with the hook grip. I wasn't expecting that one. Yeah. I haven't been asked about a hook grip in a long time. I don't even think I, about I it. I like to surprise you. I'm full of surprises. You are full of surprises. All right. Well, this has been fun. Hey, we appreciate everybody joining, and uh, we will be back next week. In between then, if you haven't already subscribed, subscribe to us on our Instagram pages. Uh, Ben's at Wad Prep. I'm Make Wad's Great Again. And uh, you can catch us on all your favorite apps and YouTube. Take care. Also, leave us a five star review. He forgot that part. There you go. Leave us a review, platform. Leave us a review. We really appreciate it, especially if it's five stars. Love everybody. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. All right. Peace out.